0: This podcast explores topics that may be unsettling or disturbing to listeners. Episode names are straightforward. If you're aware of your triggers, please proceed with caution. This podcast is generally not safe for work, but some episodes will be labeled otherwise. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy!
1: If you've been following the podcast, you know Caroline has PTSD. I myself have anxiety and depression. One of the best ways we deal with these challenges and the stresses of life in general is with CBD oil from Elevated Wellness, Houston's CBD specialist. The benefits of CBD are real and powerful. You owe it to yourself to stop by Elevated Wellness at 5716 Bel Air Boulevard, Suite D1, or give them a call at 832-742-5660 and tell them Nerd sent you. Fine. How's it going?
0: Fine, thanks for asking. Thanks for joining. us son. To... I hate you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little under the weather, but I'm going to I'm going to power through this.
0: Are you in your car? I n- no. Oh. So Elon Musk, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Elon Musk. He's a crazy motherfucker, but he's he might he's also a genius. It made me laugh. An
0: it made me laugh when they on that YouTube video they showed a, a still, and it was like shaking maracas or some shit. And it just he's a kooky kooky bastard.
1: Yeah, he he just seems to have a new idea every day, and. um You know, you know, normal people, you know, have ideas and they might sound crazy or maybe if they had the money, they could carry them out and and they just kind of die on the vine. But when Elon Musk says, boy, it would be really nice if there was a a train that went across the country in, you know, in an hour, you know, you can't just take that and dismiss it. He's probably going to start working on it, you know and stay up all night on how to make it work and how the physics would work and everything. That's the kind of, he's, he's just, he's very, he's very unique. Not everybody actually follows through on things that way.
0: Can you hear Adam screaming?
1: A little bit. It's okay.
0: He screams so loud.
1: He's very excited about SpaceX. I think he's excited as I think a lot of children will be at the prospect of going to Mars, which seems to be his ultimate goal with SpaceX. Like I think everything he's doing right now with like launching satellites for people and making money by, by doing that. Uh, and you know, working for the the space, you know, dropping things off at the space station, working for NASA, working for, for other countries. He's just raising money until he can pull off the Russia or the Russia plan, the Mars plan.
0: Russia, Uh, which
1: is not, it's not, it's not a secret, his Mars ambitions, but I think really all of this is just precursor to that. Like that's the actual dream for him, not just to have like a, an innovative private space, you know, agency or space company, but ultimately colonize Mars, which I I don't think that's a secret or any revelation that he's pretty much said as much. Do you want to go you don't want to go to outer space, right?
0: No. I think I mean there's a lot of people who've said it and I think they're right that why would we try to colonize Mars if we can't even take care of the Earth? So we're just gonna go and trash Mars too and then and then try to jump another planet from there?
1: Yeah. I think it's skipping some steps in between. I
0: think it's a great idea, but I also think it's a stupid idea. Like if we got our shit together here, and then you wanted to go vacation on Mars, then whatever, right? But to actually co- colonize and try to create a new world, I think is—I don't know.
1: I think it's what about what about on a smaller scale? So, one of the things they're working on right now, and I think it's again, it's all working towards the Mars thing, but they're building a big rocket uh, called Starship. And they have this idea to basically do Earth to Earth transport, which means you get in the rocket, the rocket fire off very high, much higher than any plane goes, and then be able to come down uh, pretty much anywhere on the planet in like. 30 to 60 minutes. So instead of a plane taking you across the world in, you know, 12 hours, you, you take a one hour, you know, spaceship hop. Um, would you be on board for that?
0: Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hell well, there yeah. There you go. Cause I mean, I want to travel, but I every time I hear about flight times and shit, like twenty-six hours, fucking twelve hours, I can barely handle, like, a four-hour flight.
1: Well, I understand. Um, I and I like I flying, but see, it, it's painful. What? Sorry, go ahead.
0: I said that if I get to see, uh, you know, Earth from. From space, but come back to Earth, I would be okay with that. I think it would be a lot of fun.
1: oh yeah the view the view would be man the view alone would be I want to say worth the price, but um am flights are already expensive, and I can't imagine this being cheaper.
0: Oh no, definitely not. I was just looking at pictures of like the earth from from space gets me all emotional. If I were to see that for real, I'd probably be bawling.
1: I think so. I I would agree with that. And, but it all goes back to something we talked about on the last episode I was on, the, when we talked about Space Force. The, when I was growing up was when it started to peter out. But, but people from the 60s until the time when I was growing up in the 80s and early 90s the space program was still active. There were shuttles going to space. Um, there were ideas to explore and, and, and take advantage and like learn, sci- like, there was a purpose for learning science and exploring space and all this. And as the space program kind of faded away, it seems like that's all kind of gone out and all we have now is science fiction. And now SpaceX is kind of filling the gap. And I feel like that that sense of wonder that you talked about when you'd see, you know, going up to the peak of the the rocket, I'd imagine also at the peak. They're going up far enough that you would be weightless for a few moments, almost like the vomit comet that they use to to film, uh, you know, weightlessness. um, Because the plane just goes up really high and then it gets to the peak of the curve and and everybody kind of floats in the air for a moment and then comes back down uh, and everybody drops. Um, that that moment would be like inspirational in a way that that nothing else really could, and I think it's the same thing for you know if a if a if a thing actually goes off to Mars, if that's successful, um, you know it's it's going to inspire a new generation of of scientists and engineers and people to do other things that maybe are not related to space. But maybe solving the problems that you're, you know, that you are bringing up. The ones that we've been not solving or ignoring or making worse. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I, I was going to say something and I lost my fucking train of thought. Oh.
1: Well, Elon Musk likes trains. One of his companies is called The Boring Company. Boring as in, as in drilling giant holes in the ground. And he's got this machine that drills giant holes for, uh, that are supposed to be for high-speed, like, underground rail. Um, I don't know. His I, I don't really understand how the idea is going to be better than other things. But basically, like, you put the cars on a little, uh, on a little, like, lock them into a little rail, and, and they get whisked away underground. And then they get, you know, and then they get freed when they get to the other end of, of wherever the, lupins or whatever
0: i I Um, remember what i was gonna say now i was i was gonna bring up what i said in the space force episode about the funding to nasa and stuff i i want to take back what i said because i think it's really great what they're doing i think that we need the arts and sciences and and all of that (laughs) but just the time that we're in it's, you know what I mean. But I just I wanted to take back what I said.
1: Well, I totally understood what you were saying, and I I, I get the sentiment, and I've had it myself. Even as someone who, who still grew up in this this generation and grew up when computers were first taking off, and the, the ideas or all the things we could do with it, um, but at the same time, thinking there's all these problems, I'm not sure they're being fixed by this, by any of this technology. We're not yeah. applying it to those to those problems and we're spending money on it and it's not, you know, we're not, we're not getting someone, closer.
0: I just don't want someone to be like, oh, she hates fucking science. She hates NASA, blah, blah. But I don't. It's just like, it's like I said before, like why colonize Mars when we need shit fixed here? He's spending like so much money on this, but it's like, hey, let's put it towards fucking fixing you know, the roads fucking feeding the homeless, housing the homeless, like taking things off grid, like make this whole bitch solar, like you know, wind energy, yes. all of this like but I'm I still wanna go take a tour of NASA. I think it's really
1: cool. Yes, we're we're both need to go um because we're here in Houston and it's it's I can almost taste I'm I keep seeing billboards as I drive around town and I'm, I'm very excited. Um, you know, I would, I don't think I'd be as excited to actually tour a SpaceX facility at this point. Cause I don't think there's, you know, there's, there's much there. Uh, they certainly don't have like, it doesn't sound like they have a, you know, a museum or a not museum, but like a sort of uh, public facing thing. It's just a, a bunch of people working. Um,
0: yeah. Well, speaking um, of of um the SpaceX establishments or whatever the the one that they built in Boca Chica what how do you feel about that cuz you lived in the valley for a long time and I'm from there so how do you feel about SpaceX being in the valley?
1: Well, I have to weigh my my two big Two big parts of my brain, which is one that's very concerned about the environmental impact in in an area that's already very sensitive, and that's home to lots of, of ocean life and wildlife. Um, with the idea that SpaceX is bringing all these potential jobs and money and growth over time to an area like Brownsville and Harlingen and, uh, and those cities around. South Padre Island, that you know that that would greatly greatly benefit from that, and, and the people that would kind of come down to surround that. I think you know, I I think I got to lean on the side of, this, of SpaceX being a good thing. I think there's too many positive possibilities that we're growing too rapidly. Um, if their if their space you know Starship Hopper thing takes off. Um, that's going to make them a lot of money and basically help fund, you know, on grand vision. Um, and that's, that's just going to continue to be a a growth thing, you know, for an area that needs it. But, but you might have a very different perspective than me.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know if I have an opinion at all. Um, I I just, I don't know what I can say about it because I guess um, it hasn't been long enough to, like, I don't want to say that it's going to have this and this impact, but I don't, I don't have facts. I don't really know what's going on. Obviously, they're making rockets, right? But, (laughs) like, uh, it's one of those where I just, I'm watching to see what happens, you know? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not on either side of the fence I'm just waiting to see what comes of it but if it turns into like a huge NASA thing where you know they have like like showrooms and, and exhibits and restaurants and they create jobs for people in the Brownsville area I think that would be badass
1: I think that's Partially, what's going to happen it depends on how they use that site because it's not the only site that SpaceX has. They have one in Florida, you know. They have other facilities, so I don't know if that's part of the vision. Um, but I think that's part of what you know, like local officials would see in their minds and hope that that would lead to. Because at the at the minimum, you gotta there's going to be jobs for people to build hangars for them and provide you know materials for the facilities that they're building and you know just to feed the people and to you know there's a lot of people who have to move down there and live there which means you know there's something gotta live somewhere you know so those are all short-term beneficial things um we will see um you know like i said i think my my i gotta lean on the side of excitement for that for that area economically and just science wise I hope some kids get inspired too I hope they they hear the the takeoffs and they see the rocket stream across the sky and think wow you know I want to be an engineer I want to be an astronaut I want to you know study science because that, that impact you, you, it's, hard to, it's hard to measure um, but I think, it's, I think it's there
0: yeah I think a lot of kids are going to be inspired because that's that's just like a badass thing to have in your backyard, like oh, fucking rockets are are taking off, you know, in my town, in my city, and um, I don't know, it is inspiring. I think I think it's really cool. I think, um, as the Space Oddities collection has progressed, like I am getting more and more excited about space when I used to be super fucking scared of it. And like just the vastness of of space and and what that could mean for me or whatever. And but I think it's really interesting what people are doing. It's kind of one of those things where you just gotta like fucking stare down the barrel and and see what's going on. You know what I mean? See what's coming because I guess it's scarier not knowing than it is to to watch it play out.
1: Absolutely, and it's it's not just SpaceX either. Um, there's a bunch of companies doing it, but the one that gets the most headlines or they're working similar things is is Jeff Bezos, the the creator and owner of Amazon. He's has his own company called Blue Origin, which is essentially trying to do the same thing. You know, like private space flight. Um, apparently, Musk and Bezos got into a big public twitter fight about you know bezos had this vision of of colonies on the moon i think uh and musk ridiculed him even though musk wants to build colonies eventually on um oh no no i'm sorry bezos had that vision of a floating space station that would rotate like we've seen in so much sci-fi that's based on a on a on a scientific idea which is you you have the rotating platform around a central you know like uh central you know part and along the edge you'd have artificial gravity because everything would be pulled to the to the outside with some centrifugal force
0: are they and even educated like these two yeah cuz cause cause i i don't know much about jeff bezos but he just seems like a businessman to me like like yes. does he have well, like a science degree or some shit
1: I don't think so. As far as I know, he, he's just he's just a businessman who had an idea about selling books on the internet that that became this this economy swallowing monster. Um, and what about Musk? And but Musk is an engineer.
0: Okay, he, see, he, that makes more sense to me, and I'd be more inclined to to roll with. <laughs> with Elon Musk because he's actually trying to be innovative and like in cutting edge and trying to advance science and Bezos I think is just trying to turn a profit
1: I yeah I mean I think I, I don't know I mean maybe I'd like to think the 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 non cynical side of me will likes to think that you know maybe Bezos is one of these you know I it, it sounds so stupid now that I'm about to say it out loud. But one of these benevolent billionaires who, uh, no. because they exist, but who, you know, he's got his money. He doesn't have to prove anything. He doesn't have to do anything. And Amazon's going to keep raking in cash and he could start new businesses like that in his sleep tomorrow and make another billion. But now he's got the money to pursue something he's actually passionate about and thinks will be beneficial. And that's a good thing. I mean, yes, he's going to, it's going to have to make money or, well, I would say that, but there's been risks that they've taken from the Amazon cause I've kind of followed Amazon's growth where he did things that at first made no money, even lost the company a lot of money, but ultimately they caught on. And now they're the most profitable parts. Um, you know, like every time he would add like a different, like crazy product category, we'd be like, how are they going to sell that on the internet? And then, you know, after a bunch of losing money, all of a sudden it took off, and now everybody can't imagine what life would be like if we couldn't order everything and anything from Amazon. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I'd like to think he has good in, intentions. You know, it, because it's it sounds like the reason he wants to build this space station is the same. You know, reason, kind of you were talking about earlier and in, in the space force episode, which is you know, the the e version of Earth where we've, we've trashed it and we have to leave. You know, we've got to leave in order to mitigate the damage we're doing. You don't think it would be good if we could colonize and take a bunch of people off the planet, not everybody, but a bunch of people off the planet, not necessarily with the idea we're going to go trash everything, um, but you know, a significant number of people go live on another planet, say Mars or the moon or whatever. And there's less people here. So it's easier to fix some of the problems because there's less people and less problems that come with the, just having more people. Does that make sense? You don't Um, think that would be good. How,
0: how many people are you thinking are going to leave? Because what it seems like to me is that the only people who are going to get to go to Mars are people that have money.
1: At first, for sure. Well, scientists and stuff, I'm, I'm sure they're going to send people who are experts. But in beyond that, yeah, it's probably going to be people who can buy a ticket. Like Musk's first uh, customer, first paying customer for to, to orbit the moon is a Japanese art billionaire who's already rented out the whole thing for him and whoever he wants to put on there. And I don't think he's going to necessarily be putting on a bunch of, you know, life, uh, you know, life-sustaining groups of people like doctors and scientists and, you know, thought leaders. So I get, I get that, that concern.
0: I don't know, because if they're just on this trip where they're going to send people who have money and colonize, then it's just going to be a bunch of greedy fucks up there, you know, stroking each other's dicks. But then also that's me assuming that everyone who has a lot of money is is an asshole. But then to a certain extent they are because it's, I, cause they don't know what it's like to want for something
1: I uh, I think people lose perspective very quickly um when especially when they go from from nothing to something I think people you know it's the old the spider-man slash and lots of other people uh, adage about absolute power corrupts absolutely and money is power which is another somebody else's quote <laughs> But you put all that together and, you know, a lot of money is almost hard to not end up being corrupt because it's just so much power and influence to you have. And it's very rare where you see somebody gets that amount of money and, you know, uses it purely for for good. How do you or think all this
0: things? all this would work if capitalism died?
1: Well, to, to go back to my, my favorite show, uh, Star Trek, the next generation and all the Star Trek franchises, the the whole premise was they live in a time where they've just gotten rid of money. I and mean, yeah, they still have wars and they still fight, but for the most part, they're exploring for the sake of science, for the sake of, of learning. Um, they've kind of gotten rid of money, but the urge is still there. You know, I, I'm, I f- I feel like that's the that's the grand vision of everything. Hopefully, um, you get rid of capitalism, and then you know if everybody's fed and taken care of, then we could just we could just do do what moves. And then you know people could do art and not worry about having to you know then nobody will, that they could just make art for themselves. They don't have to worry about who's gonna buy it and making it commercial enough making it palatable enough for someone to want to buy they just I gotta throw make it something in there space them space.
0: I gotta throw something in there unrelated yes. real quick um, buy Please. art from artists that are actually a fucking live that are alive and breathing they, <laughs> they need the money not these fucks that are dead also did you know that Vincent Van Gogh only sold one painting while he was alive
1: I did not know that
0: that's fucked up. That's fucked up. But all these well, fucks are trading trading his painting after he's dead. Like, oh, this shit's so great. He's a legend. He's this, he's that. But they didn't put bread in his mouth. Oh, I'm pissed. Okay.
1: What were you? We- no, I... What are we talking that's about? That's fine. I like... I No, I like that digression. Because I was, I was listening and taking advantage of Spotify in recent weeks and i've been exploring some older stuff not not too much older but um, some stuff that i grew up with so i was listening to nirvana and i hadn't listened i I've, I've realized i've heard almost every one of the songs i'd heard you know on the radio on you know i had for years but i hadn't really heard the, the deeper cuts and stuff but but i just got to thinking about About Kurt Cobain and the music, and it's very good. But I wonder. Then I then I started going back and listening to some Pearl Jam songs that I liked, and it was very heavy on the first few albums. They like lots and lots of songs, and then I would get to their more recent albums, and there's like one song, maybe two songs, maybe zero songs. And I started to think, what if Kurt Cobain and Nirvana had lived on? would we look back so fondly at what they did? I think we would still look back fondly, but it would be kind of almost tempered by the fact that, wow, you know, well, he's made a, I think they would have made a bunch of crap as they got older, or stuff that, that wasn't connected, didn't connect with people the way that stuff did in the early nineties. And also, you know, in other words, because he was dead at the height of their fame, and they already blown up and we're, we're going to be this huge band for years to come. I would have loved to see what they would have made, but I also think it probably would have tempered it to some degree. Cause I feel like that happened with Pearl Jam where they were right there with them and we were we're the band of the of rock band of the nineties for so many people, at least in my, my generation. And then it's kind of like, yeah, they're still there they the rock and roll hall of fame, all that stuff. But it's kind of like, yeah, they're not the greatest band of all time or anything. You know, they've had a lot of albums that kind of like didn't really reverberate with anybody. These people's
0: mindset is like, oh, they had a great career, but they're not they're not acting anymore or they're not making music anymore, um, so they're not relevant. So we don't give a fuck. Um, or kind of like with me and and how I got into the groundlings and when I was going to the groundlings, everybody was like on my dick, like, "Oh, Caroline, you're so awesome," blah blah. But then when I came back, no one even asked me what happened. Nobody was there for me, and like, like that's still a huge accomplishment the in my life. World. Like the that was like, I'm still very proud of that. And, and people should still give me credit for that. They should give artists credit for anything they've done. You know what I mean? Like, like I do a painting and it's, it's, it's five months old or whatever. It's still something that I accomplished, something that I did and something that should be proud of. I don't know why people have like this mentality of just, just throw that shit away. Like we're done with it. Like, it's
1: kind of fucked up, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, fame is fleeting, people's interests, is fleeting. I think about this a lot because you know, I listen to a lot of different music and listen also to, you know, pop music and stuff on the radio and I'm like, boy, you know, so-and-so was the hottest thing on, you know, on two wheels like a, a month ago and now you never hear their name anymore and people are already on to the next new exciting thing um, i don't know support support artists musicians yeah, painters i don't know
0: where the fuck this shit was going comedians
1: but- it's fine no it's, it's just support these creators don't wait for them to die to decide that it's interesting and it's worth your money and time
0: yeah i
1: it's basically
0: like if someone dies in their peak then their stuff almost is always relevant kind of like how you brought up Nirvana like that shit's like there's fucking elementary kids listening to that shit right now, you know?
1: Oh yeah, and Bradley Noel and and Sublime same thing like Yeah. What super hit album that now people have heard every song on that album almost on the radio. And I always think about every time I listen to that what what would he have done cuz again he he peaked and rock star you know faded out I'm like man what would he have made and and now recently my thoughts have been wow would people really have appreciated it and appreciated that particular album as well um, 1996 Sublime I think I got my ear right um, if, if he hadn't died would yeah. they even have appreciated that to that level and I think the answer is no which makes me very sad well, it's um, kind
0: of like Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're still around, and, and a lot of people crap on them. They're like, oh, the music they make is shit now, but they're just keeping up with the times, and and since they've evolved and done all this shit, a lot of people have dropped them. But if, if he, like the lead singer, what's his name? Fuck, what's his name?
1: Anthony Kiedis.
0: Yeah, if Anthony Kiedis had tragically died... You know at Californication, you know what I mean everybody would be like "Oh damn and and all about him but he still made that song he still made great great albums like like I they can the still, exception they can still be good I don't know
1: I feel like they're an exception to that to that rule like they been doing it for so long and still making hits and still making albums that are critically and publicly acclaimed, you know, from the period I was talking about Then when Nirvana and, and Pearl Jam are at their heyday to today. Um, like, that's that's rare. Like, it's not rare to still be famous and still be popular, because the hottest thing with concerts these days is, is older artists coming back and, and performing again. Um, but the idea that you're making tons of new stuff that people actually listen to at the same, almost at the same level they were listening to you before, blows me away. But it reminds me of something else, and I'm going to continue on this rant because I think it's really interesting. Think of, because I see this, on, I've, I'm, I'm a Twitter fanatic. I love Twitter, and one of the things that happens on Twitter, as it does on social media in general, is when the celebrity dies these days. Uh, social media and Twitter especially get flooded with this amazing love that people had of, of so many people uh, that I don't think they were getting at the time. They, a lot of them having died, you know, years after their heyday. <coughs> so People like forgetting about these. In other words, so people are people were passing away and they're like, oh, they were big on a show like 20 years ago. And people talk about how much they love them and how much changed their life, and it's like, well, you know, why isn't this person still out there doing stuff? You know, why didn't you support their more recent work and projects? You know what I mean? Like, don't just show me the appreciation and love uh, (laughs) when I'm when I'm dead, even there. Like, that's the perfect. Like, it, it happens almost every week where they're like, you know, hashtag RIP, whoever yeah and it's like well, you know this person was was destitute when they died, like you know maybe maybe more could have been done before they died. let's not wait until they're dead to show' them the appreciation it's it's, uh, it's just getting back to the your original
0: are, it's getting loud around you,
1: yeah, there's a lot of people uh around um try to relocate sorry about that i'm i'm going we're gonna this is becoming a a mobile podcast, which is fine because podcasts are, are something people listen to on the go. As it well, is, anyway, as so, I do.
0: so then that artist is
1: bought out the
0: first flight to Mars. Is that right? Or? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, he bought out the entire flight, so everybody, all the seats go to whoever he will decide he wants to put on there.
0: Someone brought something interesting up saying he should have bought... The second flight. So then they they see what happens of the first one. Yeah.
1: yeah, what if they don't get it right on the first flight? What if the first flight but blows up? But someone's going to have to the buy idea. those
0: tickets. You know what I mean? Like someone is going to have to be the first.
1: Not well, yeah, everyone can like be flight
0: two, three, and four. You, you know, Someone's going to be number one.
1: Yeah, somebody wants to be the pioneer, and that means, and there are plenty of people with the money to who who just because they have the money want to be the first to do something, you know, because that's that's part of the power that you have with that amount of money. You can you can be the first person to do something. When somebody tells you it's impossible, you can you can make it happen.
0: All right. Um, well, let's was, let's end this podcast on uh, uh, on a game. Or not a game, but um, I don't know what to call it. But what do you, we'll both say our predictions for SpaceX? So okay. So what are your predictions for SpaceX?
1: I think number one, I think the Starship Hopper Earth to Earth transport is is going to continue to develop, and and it'll be. Successful and it will become a profitable thing for SpaceX um, on top of what they're already doing, which will allow Elon Musk to continue his vision. And then I think, number two, that like I said, he's going to continue the vision and he will send, you know, the first manned mission to Mars, you know, with or without the cooperation of NASA and the, and the U.S. government. Like one way or another it's gonna happen because the, the guy is just too he's he's too much of the person that you, you can't you can't tell him no. You can't tell him something's impossible. He's gonna he's gonna figure out how to make it happen. The fact that he's kept his business going as long as he has when they were losing money for so long, um, you know, other comp- other companies losing that amount of money would have been the end. He's just figured out a way to make it happen. I can't doubt. I haven't seen a reason to doubt the guy yet. So those are my main predictions and there'll be a successful mission to Mars. So yeah, let me add that caveat. We will land people on Mars, but where it goes from there. Cause the other part of the plan is to, to be able to, for them to, once they land on Mars, they're going to uh, basically turn water and carbon dioxide into methane which is the fuel they need and oxygen liquid oxygen liquid methane so that they can then relaunch from mars go back to earth and keep and you know rinse repeat um that second part i i don't i don't know i don't know if that's gonna work initially i think they'll probably will have some people stranded there like that uh like the martian uh, that Matt Damon movie in the book based on a book um, where there'll be people stranded there although we'll know they're there and then they'll have to send the second and third missions to sort of save them and figure out how to make that second part work so that's part three I guess I don't think I'm not convinced that that second part's going to go off without a hitch what do you think?
0: well my prediction is <sighs> um well i don't i don't wanna call it a prediction i don't wanna i' uh, i don't know i I just hope that Elon Musk doesn't get sick because he i feel like he exhausts himself um I think he needs to take better care of himself and get some sleep and <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's got all these great ideas and stuff, but I feel like he's so, like, almost manic about it that, he, like, he needs to take care of himself and his body or he's not going to be able to fulfill all the things he wants to. But I do think that he he's going to keep going until he can't anymore, and I don't know when that will be, but I think he might get people... On Mars, if oh I, I I wrote this conspiracy theory down. So Elon Musk is successful in getting people to Mars, right? And these people become, you know, quote unquote Martians, right? Because they live on Mars, and yeah. they have. Then they start evolving slowly, like to adapt to that climate like to that situation to the point where they look like like humans become aliens and then aliens are coming back to earth but it's like a time warp thing so almost like elon musk is the one who creates aliens the ones who have been leaving <laughs> circles and Roswell and all that shit. It was all Elon Musk.
1: It's 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 entirely possible. I'm sure. In, <laughs> That's in his, my conspiracy in his,
0: theory that I've come up with.
1: I'm sure in his spare time he thinks a lot about black holes and time travel and and you know slingshotting around the sun like Star Trek Four. Uh mm-hmm and going back through time and vice versa. I, if anybody's going to do it at this point, it might be him. Um, can I make a? Pl- I wanted to point some out, you know, not to, to disparage, I'm not trying to disparage him, just, just some background on him. Because what you said about him working too much was something that I had read about him years ago when he, when he was before SpaceX really took off and he was just trying to get Tesla going. Um, Cause I remember reading that he was married at the time and then recently was reading that he was dating the artist, uh, the musician Grimes. Um, he's been married to two different people. He divorced both of them and divorced one of them and got remarried, uh, like got married, got divorced, remarried, and then divorced them again. Um, now he's single. He has six children. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that.
0: No, I didn't know.
1: Um, that. So six children, and he's gone through all the tumultuous relationships. And what I read years ago was his crazy work ethic and the stresses of trying to run more than one multi-million-billion-dollar business was, you know, difficult for him. I, I you're, you're absolutely. I think you're absolutely right in that. Uh, in that assessment. Um, just to throw some, some background in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to diagnose him with anything, you know, but (laughs) he does seem, you know, kind of manic. And, and that's probably where these amazing, great ideas spawn from is from that mania. Um, which is great right but you gotta you gotta rest you know
1: the torture genius like you well you you have to be a little crazy to to not just think of these ideas like like people do when they're sitting around you know drinking and smoking a joint with their friends they these these brilliant ideas come out in people's everyday conversations but you know, he's the kind of person that you'd have that conversation with. And then the next day he'd be like, all right, here's my schematic for how we're going to make this interdimensional travel happen that we were talking about when we were, you know, three, you know, three shots in. And, uh, he's a, yeah, he's the kind that's going to stay up all night and plan it out and then already have, uh, a plan. And, you know, I don't know without that mania without that that fanaticism i I don't know if he could have accomplished even a fraction of what he has so far. Well,
0: I hope that the universe blesses him in his journeys, and i I hope that a lot of good comes from what he's trying to do um because maybe at some point it it is gonna be too late for the earth um I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully people get their shit together, you know, but I don't know. I ho- I hope that the universe takes care of him and, and what he's trying to do. Fuck Jeff Bezos. I just want to throw that out. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I, I can need- you
1: really say that? Uh, you love Amazon as much as anyone I know. I love Amazon.
0: Well, It's not that I love Amazon. It's that I'm (laughs) antisocial.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't like
0: going to this. Especially now, I'm so (laughs) fucking tired. I'm exhausted all the time. Like I don't want to go to the fucking store, and the store doesn't have a fucking list of reviews either by their product.
1: No, no, they don't.
0: But I don't want to go into that because I have to go to the restroom really bad. Thanks, Tom, for being on the show. <laughs> okay. Really, I need to poop.
1: <laughs> it's alright. All right. See you later. Okay. Have a good one. Okay, bye. Bye. I
0: want to thank Tom for being a special guest on this episode. The next episode, the last episode of the Space Oddities Collection is on Roswell. That will be coming out next week. I want to thank... Uh, Pillow Snake for the musical Interludes TAO for the theme song. Our sponsor, Elevated Wellness. Go visit them on their Westheimer or Bel Air locations, and we'll see you next week.